This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it. Of course, uh, two million people listen to the show, including Clap and Andy. Two million, Andy. Two million and two. Oh, who the other two? My mom started listening. Though she did? Yeah. Oh, good for your mom. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's one. Who's the other one? Um, a girl that I like. Oh, is this a girl from Hood River? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, so there's two, mo- there's Wait, two million and two. You went red. That's just me being obese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking on the in the car on the way in. Oh, um, Andy's here, um, uh, Anthony's here too. Do we get a name for you yet? I'm pretty stern. Not Stern. I'm a fan of Air Airwave. Really? I don't know how car-related Airwave is, though. It's radio-related. Well, that's true. Is it? It's just, it can double as Air a filter, Anthony? Oh, that's good. Oil filter is better. Like oil, oil, oil filter. <laughs> how is he an oil filter? <laughs> just because we both have a bald head, so we're clean, and we filter bad thoughts. That's you right. Positivity only, Nick. Yeah. Bod- body positivity only. <laughs> Nick, uh, I'm not going to get into this. Yeah, oil filter. I, I see it going downhill <laughs> very fast. Yeah. Um, I had a thought on the way in in the car, uh, thinking about, w- in, in, and I'm going to ask you this question: the expectations of what you should own and what you actually own for a car. So, uh, when you look at yourself as a driver, oh, what do you think that you should own as a car? When when you picture yourself, what is the right car for you? Ooh, a year. And, and listeners, play along with this, right? Look at yourself as an individual. What do you think you are as a person? What kind of car do you think you should own? So, what kind of car? A, uh, automatic a, Andy. A Vol- Volkswagen Beetle with those eyelash things on. It. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I totally don't. No, I feel like I should be in a like a jacked up something that. Growls, something a trucky thing because yeah. we got into the Nissan Frontier today, mm-hmm. the new one, and you said, Well, wow, this is me. It feels right. It felt, you know, what honestly, what it made me feel like, it made me feel like back in the day when I would play with G.I. Joe's and their type of cars, it felt like a G.I. Joe car. It, it does because it's the fully like jacked up, muddy, yeah. ready to go, you know, steps on it, big metal steps. It's, it's the got everything. I'm not messing around. At no point is it a joke. Yeah. So I I liked that. I felt I felt really good in it. Yeah. But is so you think you should have a VW Bug with eyelashes on it? I just it's cheeky, and there's they have convertibles, which is nice. Uh, yeah, but you know they don't make it anymore. They don't. No. They still make the eyelashes. I look for. <laughs> yeah, for old for people who have. It's horrible. <laughs> Either that or a PT Cruiser. Yeah, they don't make that anymore, thank God. <laughs> I just have to tell you. <laughs> or, or a champ. <laughs> what car do you... Th- so you think... 
honestly, you're a VW bug eyelash person? No, I'm a, no. Either it's it's one of the two. It's either I'm in a truck like that Nissan Frontier and I'm gonna go kill zombies. Yeah. Or I'm gonna be in something like we just had the Mercedes S80 AMG. Like either either combat tactical or over the top luxury. Right. What do you drive? A, a single mom car. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Hyundai Accent. Hyundai it's my, Accent. It's my favorite car. Yeah. What year? Uh, a brand new 2017. <laughs> it's interesting how we imagine what we should drive and how we'll, what we actually drive. Yeah. Well, that has that's dictated with the bank account too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Isn't it sad? <laughs> it is sad. <laughs> I want to cry almost. Uh, Anthony, you you obviously have a leg up now. You've had a chance to think about this. Sure. So you're not going to embarrass yourself. I'm you? I'm sure I'm going to embarrass myself still, but I do I do have a trio uh, along the lines of the VW. I think one of those old school vans. Would the be hippie van, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. The the new VW ID Buzz all electric van just started rolling Ooh. off the line in Europe right now, um, nice. which it looks really interesting. The paint is interesting too. They they have sort of psychedelic lines down the side. I watched them roll off Perfect. on a video, and I was almost almost had to throw up because it. <laughs> It looked like I was taking some drugs as they came off the line. Anyway, that's a whole different story. But, <laughs> but it was really weird watching them come off the line. But there is a new VW van. We don't get it for another couple of years here in the United States. But in Germany, they'll get it. Uh, they'll get them real soon. In Europe, they'll get them real soon. So you think an old hippie van. I, th I think that's one of the ones that would suit me. I think my current vehicle, it's a 2019 Subaru Outback, is pretty solid. Um, it speaks to you. It speaks to me. The Onyx that uh, you guys checked out oh, the, yeah. a couple that's weeks ago, that's a, you know, a, I, I do like the idea of a, a blacked out SUV. So that was pretty cool. Growing up, my mom had a 1998 Jeep Grand Cherokee that I that I really liked. Yeah. So that's uh, something, I guess. Yeah, a black SUV would be would be pretty cool. And I know you didn't really know your dad because he was on the road as a musician all your life. Yeah, he he was going by a symbol at this time, so yeah. I don't want to get too much into the details. If you don't know, um, Anthony's dad was Prince. When so, doves yeah. cry. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was weird. I aspirationally, I think I probably. I mean, I have quite a few cars. I have a Ford Mark E GT Performance, and I have a new Bronco, a Sport, um, and I have a bunch of cars Love and motorcycles. Handful of but, yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, but I think um, really if I was to say what I really feel like I should be driving, it's probably a Land Rover yeah. Defender 90. That's yeah. what speaks to me. You know, I, I see that, and on the, the other side... I see you also in an Aston Martin. Yeah. I feel that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sporty. Yes. You have Vanquish all over your body. Hello, Miss Money Penny. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Would you like to get in my car, Miss Money Penny? That's real that's actually <laughs> Nick's real voice. This is what you hear right now is him trying to be a little more American in the in the accent. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I just, um, I don't know if I ever drove the car I really felt like I should be driving. Yeah, you your butt has touched literally every car that's been manufactured from 2007 to now except um porsche don't like me and bentley don't like me what's their problem the germans don't like me very much because they own porsche and bentley yeah they don't like, even though bentley's english but God, they, when, when the does, germans don't like me very much when does bmw when, love me yeah they do. mercedes love me audi love me but uh yeah bentley and porsche don't like me they don't give me cars that sounds personal yeah, it is personal. 
the way you've talked about minis on the show before, I was surprised that that didn't come up in your answer. Nick I used do to have eight of them. I <laughs> I've owned quite a few minis. I do love them. I'll be doing mini takes the states this year, which is going to de- be from Burlington, Vermont, all the way down um, to uh, South Carolina. I'll do that. Um, I it's a it's going to be a great fun trip, and all the mini owners will do that. Um, but I do have a special thing in my life for minis, but. Um, I've outgrown minis, I think. I mean, I will drive them. I will love them. I will be part of the mini community forever. But um, I will probably have minis when I retire. But right now I'm experiencing other flavors in the ice cream store. So mm, There is a lot of flavors. Yeah. I'm Commitment doing, issues. I'm doing... Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing the whole rainbow right now. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in other places in the rainbow right now. And I'll come back to the solid places in the rainbow, but I'm trying other flavors right now. Yeah, all right. No, that's yeah. fine. So that was interesting. Oh, we have a back sh- packed show for you today. Should remind you uh, what's on the show. Um, we have driven the new uh, t- Sierra 2022 uh, GMC Sierra and are very impressed by it. But uh, Shaz Russell is going to join us to talk about how GMC have fashioned a new Sierra. And we had the 84 version of it, but there are many Sierras out there on the market right now. And it is uh, one of the most stellar vehicles in the GMC lineup. Mike Cadell is going to join us. The RV show just happened in Tampa. We're going to talk about that. Plus, his son may not have the chance to experience gas engines uh, too much into the future, but his son did get a chance to experience the Cadillac CT4V. Um, We're going to talk about that. He is currently driving the Chevrolet ZLT, um, the uh, Corvette ZLT, um, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Toyota Corolla Cross XLE, which Andy has been experimenting with this week because it's their first SUV in the Corolla lineup. There's a lot of buttons. Yes, sir. There, uh, there's, there's a lot of buttons, and I, as a as a button pusher, I, I appreciate that. You're Thank all, you, Toyota. You are a button pusher. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the really interesting stories in the news because Ford just built their 40th million F-Series. 40 million F-Series trucks Ford have built. Dang. That's a lot. I couldn't even count to 40 million. Uh, Anton Wallman's going to be here to tell us about what's going on in the business world. And there's also, of course... Uh, Airflow oil filter Anthony and yep. uh, Automatic Andy. Also reminding you that the uh, the professionals, uh, the parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts want to get you ready for winter and save you money replacing your uh, old wiper blades with new pair of Rain-X Advanced Edge wiper blades and save you $10 right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. They'll even install the new wiper blades for you free. Uh, plus, uh, you can earn double O'Reilly o- rewards points which they do at the store stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit o'reilly uh, because uh, you probably haven't replaced your wiper blades on your uh, 2017 uh, hyundai accent are you supposed to i almost feel like i'm talking to the deaf when i talk to you when <laughs> do you when do you, when is there an indicator that tells you to change no and is there just, a check when windshield wiper no yeah, light that uh, comes on not like the check windshield <laughs> fluid you should just do it probably at least once a year 
Oh. You know when you put your windshield wipers on and there's a place on the windshield that doesn't get cleared by them? That's what's happening. Yeah. You should probably have replaced them already. Dang. Yeah. Uh, stand by. We're going to talk uh, GMC Sierra coming up on our Auto Expert. You're listening to our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast available 24-7. Our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get your automotive news daily. I'm your host, Dick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and uh, Air Filter Oil Filter Anthony. Uh, joining us on the phone is Javier Mota. He can, you can see his videos at Our Auto Expert and uh, also at his uh, own website. So Javier and I spent the week together, started off in Carmel, California and ended up in Hillsburg, California. Uh, so Javier, we saw two vehicles in um, the Carmel, California Toyota event. Uh, the first was the capstone version of the Tundra. Yes, and a very luxurious version of it. Not, not as luxurious as other uh, uh, pickup trucks from other manufacturers like the Ram 1500. I would say it's uh, better equipped than uh, that uh, department of, of luxury. But it was really nice. I think they they already have done a, a lot of change in that uh, segment. So I think it's going to be very successful regardless if it's less or more luxury than others. People love it. And they, we also saw other versions of it, like that TRD Pro for more off-roading. I actually shot really good video of that we're going to see next week when we publish on the site. Uh, so I think Toyota is doing really well in that. I mean, they We'll never catch up with the F-150 or the Ram or the Silverado, I don't think. But right. they're putting a good effort in it. Yeah, no, it, it's a great truck, and I think it's a good improvement over the last one, especially with this sort of mild hybrid engine. They're going to get the gas mileage up to where it needs to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I don't remember the exact number right now, but I think it's around more than 20 for a pickup truck that is pretty powerful. Uh, it can tow uh, 12,000 pounds, and so it, it can do everything. And a lot of people complain, oh, where's the V8 engine and all that? Well, you don't need it now because you have V8 for the electrification part of it. Then we also had a, uh, a reveal while we were there of a brand new SUV, which is the largest in the Toyota lineup. Yeah, and then if you take the Tundra from the B pillar, so like the front seat to the front, it's the Tundra. Right. <laughs> it's exactly the same vehicle on the same platform with the same hybrid. Uh, powertrain, and then the difference is on the second and third row. Well, you will have the, the cargo bed in the pickup truck. Here you have two really nice and spacious uh, rows of seating, and then like pretty um, creative uh, solutions for a cargo space behind the third row. So that was pretty interesting. We were there all day on Tuesday waiting for the reveal. We couldn't say anything or publish anything until 9 p.m. And then we saw a lot of postings, especially, I think, for Motor Trend. Yeah, so, Hours uh, before that. So yeah, so, so unfortunately, Motor Trend broke the embargo for the uh, Sequoia, which was uh, revealed. And uh, they, you know, apparently it was an accident. Uh, they accidentally, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They accidentally <laughs> went with it at six thirty in the morning, I believe, instead of six thirty at night. But uh, apparently, it was some sort of clock problem with their uh, website. But we did see that revealed, and they're also going to do a capstone version of that, which is the top trim level. 
but they don't do huge amounts of numbers with it. But it uh, it seems like a, a vehicle that should be uh, should be going up against some of the big American luxury SUVs, right? Yes, but I think it's exactly the same case. Like if you put it next to a GMC Tahoe, I mean, like a, a Chevrolet Tahoe, like a Denali in the GMC brand, or like I guess the Escalade. Those are really, really luxurious. These are nice, and I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I think there's like a market for everybody, and maybe some people don't really need that much luxury in uh, that kind of SUV. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to compete well. It's uh, priced uh, aggressively. We cannot talk about the price of that one, I don't think. I don't remember now. Actually, so many embargoes that we have to hold information on. Oh, no, it's on the Tundra, the embargo for the pricing. But anyway... It's going to be around the 70s, the 80s, I mean, depending how, how you equip it. But, yeah, I think Toyota is doing really well. I think that the weak, the weakest link was their infotainment system, and they have already done something wonderful with the new thing. And actually, I'm actually sitting in the new NX, uh, Lexus, uh, which shares the same technology. And this, it, this is really amazing. I think I think we're up there with the, the best uh, technology for uh, infotainment systems in all the industry now. Yes, they uh, definitely have put great an infotainment system in it. And then we headed up to Healdsburg in California where we drove uh, Kia's uh, new uh, electric vehicle, their second all-electric, but first on the new S platform, which is their EV6. Yeah, on well, that one, we cannot talk much about it. I think what we can say is like there, as every, every other models in the Kia lineup, and actually same with Hyundai and Genesis, which are part of the same group, the pricing is really aggressive. So the base model is going to start around 40300 and that's before the federal credit. So around 34000 I think that's a really good strategy for Kia. Obviously, it depends uh, where you are. You can get even more uh, credits and all that stuff. But the, the car looks great. Uh, it's Pretty much the twin sister of the Hyundai Ioniq 5. Different style in the design. I think the Ioniq 5 is more futuristic. I like that better. But the performance, the technology, the packaging, all the all the elements of the this first 100% electric car for Kia, it, it's really good. I, I think, think people are going to be surprised with it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the charging. They, uh, they've they made the, the rapid charging just so amazing, and Hyundai have done the same sort of thing. They, you're able to charge these so much faster than any car on the market today, which is what most American Americans want, right? Yeah, so you can go from 10 to 80% in 18 minutes, so that's like adding more than 200 miles of range in just 18 minutes. And like we were talking about how that this compares to refueling gas in your car if you stop in a gas station. So people say, oh, 18 minutes is a long time. But in reality, let's say, like, it's five more minutes. So, like, you go, you stop at the gas station, you put the gas, you get a coffee, you go to the bathroom, then you check your email or your Facebook or, yeah. or post something, and then that's the 18 minutes and your charge is done. So I think uh, I've been saying this about electric cars all the time since we started uh, yeah, doing it more frequently, people have to experience it. I mean, I don't believe anything that even we say because your experience is going to be different. Yeah. You have to get into an electric car, go to a dealership, experience it. Ideally, you will have it like for a week or yeah. so, so you and can do the whole process. Absolutely. Javier Mota uh, watches videos at Our Auto Expert. He's a great guy. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. 
our auto expert. It is available 24-7. Over 17,000 people downloaded this month. OurAutoExpert.com. Our Auto Expert podcast is streamed. Uh, join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. You'll find it all at Our Auto Expert. All right, so we had a vehicle out of the free fleet recently that uh, was a lot of fun to drive. And I will tell you, when it comes to luxury off-roading, having adventure fun, uh, that GMC have come out with the perfect marriage of both in the AT4 lineup. And uh, Chaz Russell here to join us uh, to talk about the Sierra uh, 2022 uh, versions of the GMC vehicles. Um, AT4s, uh, Chaz, have the perfect marriage of both luxury and outdoors adventure um who had the brainchild of the 84 versions of the vehicles because it's sort of the marriage of denali and off-roading isn't it yeah yeah it surely is and and that's really been a big winner for us this this new sub-brand 84 now across the entire range of our available models at gmc just hugely popular continues to grow we're uh, especially starting with the pickup truck. So you, you hit the nail on the head. It's really that unique combination of a balanced execution of off-road capabilities and a refined and premium package with tons of tech. So that combo is working really well for us and hugely popular in the truck space. I, For me personally, because I have like five dogs and we like to go out into the uh, outdoors and when it's a little bit of snow on the ground, it get, gets muddy and you, you put the dogs outside, you go uh, play in the snow, you do your uh, outdoor activities and they get back in the truck and they're all uh, nasty and muddy. You can still sort of take the mats out and hose them down, but you don't give up things like your accessories, your uh, your technology and that sort of stuff. And Really, the Sierra has that, all of that technology on the inside as well, and the capabilities, and still does the towing and all the other stuff. And for 2022, you've added some uh, some cool extras, right? Yeah, yeah, we sure did. So we've got a, uh, a new 2022 Sierra coming to market here in Q1. We're, we're taking this outstanding combination for Sierra, and we're delivering customers new levels of premium craftsmanship, all new technology and capabilities. This this new truck is our most advanced and luxurious ever and our most capable truck we've ever delivered. So we're we're very excited. Our customers are really excited, and we're looking forward to, to bringing it to market here in, in quarter one. I noticed the uh, the wheels are 18 inches on this, so it's uh, got some good ground clearance, but it doesn't just give you good stuff as well. It looks great. The 4 on the 84 is uh, is actually painted red as well, so the badge looks kind of nice as well, even with the uh, the blacked out and the dark finish, but you've revised the headlights as well for uh, for 2022, so there's a little bit of revision in the body styling. The design team did a great job. You know, you look at the exterior of the truck, we got some new trim levels, uh, all, all new interior designs, but on the outside, new fascias, grills, bumpers. Overall, it has our customers love that bold look and persona of the large grill. It takes it on a uh, even more aggressive look right now where the design team really extended the grill with its frame and lined it up to these lengthened C-shaped LEDs, these enhanced LEDs. So, yeah, it's an overall, it's really a breathtaking look. It looks outstanding regardless of the trim level 
Uh, each each one has their own unique look with different grill designs and finishes on each of them. I like the idea too that uh, she has the not everybody has access to different you know things like electricity. And, and a lot of us still like to go long distances in vehicles. And if you don't have access to, to having an electric vehicle, you still offer a diesel. And the fact that you have a three liter uh, turbo diesel with a Duramax engine, and that to me is great because you can still do that or you can still have the gasoline engine as well. And with the better fuel economy, the 10 speed um, transmission, of course, which was uh, developed by G- uh, GM, gives you that in-house and of course with a 10-speed much smoother ride uh, and the fact that you get the better fuel economy as well and still also works better with towing as well and you've given everybody the uh, the help with the towing packages which I like the ability to tow even for somebody like me who's not a big tower um, it helps out to have those towing packages because it gives you much more um, it helps you much more with backing up and getting it hitched up and I don't do that every single day but when I actually have to do it You've given me the ability to do it because of your towing packages. Yeah, I mean, hitting first on the on the uh, three liter Duramax diesel, turbo diesel, it's it really is uh, an outstanding powertrain. It, it's hugely popular. It, uh, we're growing in our mix every year, but you, you have that that best in class horsepower delivered there, made it with 460 foot pounds of torque. Uh, we did increase the the capability of that engine. Now it tows up to 13,200 pounds. Wow. But like you said, it, it's it's uh, it's a very capable, fun to drive engine, very refined and quiet, but hits outstanding fuel efficiencies on the road. So you know, the current limited gets upwards of 30 miles per gallon highway, which is just astounding in, in a full size pickup truck. Wow, but, that's um, crazy. Yeah, the, and, and of course, one of the other things is that uh, you get the, uh, with your vehicles, you get a great uh, ability to haul everything in the back as well. So not only uh, towing now huge amounts, but you also get to put a lot in the bed and you give us everything, um, the the ability to use that tailgate and you get the ability to stack stuff in the bed because you've always given us the uh, the ability to do sort of different ways of stacking stuff in the back of the bed, right? Yeah, I mean, the back end, the working end of the truck, there's a ton of a ton of features back there as well, whether you're talking about the Carbon Pro carbon fiber composite bed, uh, the standard 12 tie down. So wherever you need to tie down, you get the best in class uh, cargo volume on, on either the short or, or, or standard box link. And, and like you said, the multi pro, that's really a, a lead feature for us. Our customers love it. The configurability, the access, uh, having the kickers, uh, speakers in, in the, uh, in the tailgate. So definitely attracts a lot of, a lot of new customers to the GMC Sierra, no doubt. I'll tell you what, Chaz, I know you can't see me, sir, but I'm 330 pounds of America and in <laughs> inside the cabin, I was able to get up and walk around with no shoes on like it was my own living room. And it was so impressive because like in the back, Nick got mad at me because I was doing log rolls. But it wasn't it was a situation that you don't get to take advantage of every day. You know what I'm saying? Like I was able to be back there, take a nap, walk around. And it still it didn't look like unnecessary. I mean, it's a big truck for sure, but it didn't look. The inside was deceiving on how much is going on inside. That's the, I loved that part. Yeah, the uh, engineering team it puts a lot of focus on the driver and front passenger there. We've got best-in-class head and uh, front head and leg room from our prior generation truck. We added nearly three inches to that rear seat occupancy for 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 the leg room that you're talking about. And then you know we take that a step further with this new truck. 
um, when you when you step into the interior or uh, the new trim level, the most advanced, luxurious truck we've ever delivered, the Denali Ultimate. So we're wrapping those uh, those seats now with full grain leather, micro suede headliners, massaging seats, and uh, high end audio system. So yeah, absolutely, uh, the design is outstanding, and even even better on the on the new truck. Yeah, we're 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 adding a lot more materials as well into some of these new trim levels that our customers have really been asking for. Yeah, I mean it's uh, they are definitely my favorite in the lineup, and the uh, the guy that works opposite us, the uh, we have a full working radio and TV studio, and the guy that built it actually happens to live opposite the radio and TV studio that we work out of. Um, he only buys GMC products, and it's kind of interesting to have him walk over and uh, look at them every time we're testing one in the studio. This uh, the new Sierra comes in a, uh, a limited. Pro and SEL, and of course the AT4, as well as the Denali version, and of course the engines are uh, ab- seem absolutely endless in all of those packages. We talked a little bit about them, but there are multiple different engines that you can get in this vehicle. Plus, first-in-class 15 diagonal heads-up display, first-in-class rear camera mirror, a 22-inch uh, multi-dimensional polished aluminum wheels, and of course the uh, GMC MultiPro power step, as well as the power sunroof i mean the uh, the stuff goes on and on and on with this vehicle and that's just uh, some of the things that you can get including i will tell you i love the idea of that available 15 camera views on the on the uh, the, the uh, sierra so there's a lot to take a look at and that doesn't include some of the cool things that uh, you can do if you want to purchase the vehicle and some of the cool ways that uh, GMC will help you do that as well. Chaz, listen, thank you for joining us to talk about the GMC. It, uh, the AT4 line across GMC is uh, my, definitely my favorite, the perfect marriage of uh, off-roading and of luxury as well. It's almost like I'd asked for it and got it delivered. If you want to test drive any of uh, the GMC lineup, you'll head to your My recommendation is, of course, if you like luxury and if you like a little bit of adventure in your life, the 84 is probably purposely built for you. Uh, Our auto expert will be right back. Uh, We will have more and you can find it, of course, 24-7 at ourautoexpert.com. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. OurAutoExpert.com on the interwebs is locally and nationally produced right here in the Our Auto Expert studio, available 24-7 on our website, OurAutoExpert.com. Our Auto Expert, of course, with Automatic Andy and, of course, uh, Airhead, what are we calling him? Airhead Anthony? Oil Filter. Oil Filter Anthony. Close. I never quite know. Oil Filter <laughs> Airhead Anthony. Um, joining, we, do we have a name for Mike yet, do we? Um... And horse raw horsepower engine Mike. Uh, raw horsepower engine Mike. That's a lot of words. <laughs> Hi, raw horsepower engine Mike. I love that. I love that. Raw horsepower, horsepower engine Mike. Yeah. Doesn't rhyme, and it's not a good name, but Ooh. we'll use it for today. How are you? Mechanical Mike. Mechanical, Mechanical Mike. Ooh. Motor Mike. Yeah. Ooh, motor Mike. I like that. Yeah. Multiple cars, Mike. <laughs> world famous. How about just world famous, Mike? Yeah, because that's like, got like that too. That's I'll got a lot it. to do with cars. <laughs> uh, Mike Cadell, who's the other half of our auto expert. Mike, uh, you have been at the RV show in the last week down in was it Tampa? 
It was Tampa Bay, yeah. Yes. Down there for the Florida, the Florida, Greater Florida RV Super Show. Well, I was freezing my backside off in uh, temperatures around zero. No, it wasn't quite that cold. Around freezing in, in California, in the middle of California. You were in the sun, in shorts, and a T-shirt, I'm expecting. Well, just remember, that was last week. Right now in oh. Tennessee, I woke up to 13 degrees with snow on the ground, and it's currently 29. So I still win with the cold weather, but I will <laughs> tell you, uh, the weather was hot um, down there in Tampa as far as RVs go. Uh, it's my second year going down to the show. It's kind of like, you know, for the listeners, think of the, the Detroit Auto Show, right? It's one of the biggest in the world, and uh, although they haven't had it the past few years, you look at New York and Detroit as being the, the, the big auto shows. In the RV world, the Florida uh, Super Show is, is one of the biggest. So the RV makers, like automakers, go down to debut new technology. And for me, it's a lot of fun. You know, I grew up in the RV world in a Volkswagen Westphalia uh, creeper van, you know, rolling around town. And that became my first uh, that became my first vehicle that I actually drove was a Volkswagen Westphalia. It was floor on the floor. So it was a manually driven van, and it was super fun, and we camped in it. And going down to Florida was great. You know what? The innovation, you, you just you, you kind of ask yourself, like, how do you innovate with an RV? And, you know, what they've done is they've made these these RVs like homes, whether it's a Class A, which is, a, you know, has no, it's flat on the front, so they're the big diesel pushers or gas pullers, or a, a Class B, which, Nick, I know you love. Those are like sprinter vans that are yeah. all built out. And then you've got Class Cs, which are like the bunk-overs. So you look at like an old Ford Econoline van, and they have the bunk over the front. They're a little bit smaller uh, and functional. But there's so much fun stuff happening there. I spent a lot of time in the Keystone RV booth uh, for the show, checking out. You know, they're the largest travel trailer and fifth wheel uh, manufacturer in the world. And so I was checking out, you know, if anyone's going to innovate, it's going to be the one of the bigger companies. Keystone is now integrating solar roofs onto every one of their trailers and fifth wheels so that you can, quote, live off the grid, meaning you don't have to rely on a generator, which is, you know, cool technology, integrating solar, it's called Solar Flex, and integrating that into an, an RV is cool. And you think about batteries in the auto industry, lithium-ion is the preferred choice for electrification. They're doing that with RVs now, so you can actually store a ton of power in a small battery case. You're not stuck with lead acid all into the belly of your, your RV. You can use one of these to five lead acid. It's just kind of cool to see, you know, guys? Um, let me ask you this question. Uh, I think with the RV, with the sort of whole RV industry, it was crazy at the beginning of COVID. Is it still crazy? Yeah, it is. So here's some, a couple interesting facts. Um during COVID up until now, the numbers are north, meaning everybody is, is hitting profit numbers. I spoke to Jeff Runnels, who is the, the president and CEO of Keystone, and we had kind of a chuckle conversation. He said, look, we're, we were up 20% year over year last year. And I was like, 20%? Well, that's, that's like a normal year, like being up 20%. He said, we could have been. 50, 60, 70% up, but the problem is the supply chain issues. So the freeze a uh, year and a half ago down in San Antonio, so in Texas, you know, forced a, a, a backlog on resin availability. And when you just look at the supply chain as a whole with ships off the coast of California and the rail system and a lack of truck drivers, they can't get supplies moved around so they can't fulfill 
you know, all the various uh, tier two applications, you know, the vendors on some of these RVs. Now, it is interesting. I went up and toured their facility for the Montana, which is one of their most luxurious and popular fifth wheels. At their facility, they push out 22 fifth wheels a day, and they're all spoken for. So wow. they're already paid for. So wow. the industry during COVID was up anywhere from 50% to 200% at the dealership level because you can't keep them on the lot. So Jeff's message to me was get your get your order in now for what it is you want because it's going to take a long time to get it. Dang. That's a lot. Yeah. That's uh, and they don't actually make RVs. They just make trailers, right? They make trailers. Yeah. So bumper pull, when I say travel trailer, that is a, a trailer that is attached to the bumper of your, your truck or SUV. If I say fifth wheel, then that means it's actually inside your truck bed. Call it a gooseneck. And it goes inside your truck bed. Um, and they're, they're usually bigger and heavier, and you're usually pulling them with a diesel, like an F-250 Ford uh, or a, a Ram 3500, a dually. Uh, so they're, they're much bigger and heavier. The idea being that uh, a lot of people don't, you don't have to buy something new for that, right? Yeah, you should, that's the, the, the way they're doing it now in the RV industry is, and this was another interesting little factoid from Jeff, is that 34% of their their new travel trailers and fifth wheels sold this year were people that were new to the industry. So 34% of their buyers were new this year. And, and the concept is smaller and lighter. So they have one called the Passport, and it's, made, it's called an ultralight. So it's made to be super lightweight. Um, gross weight for this. 30-ish foot RV, uh, travel trailer, about fifty, about 5,000 pounds right wow. under that. So you're, you're seeing that kind of innovation into the industry where more people want to get out and enjoy, you know, especially with COVID, you get to work from the road now, uh, and it's neat. And, you know, I think the one thing I came away with was that educating consumers on the fun of RVing so that it's not scary, right, right. pulling a trailer um, I spend a lot of time on GoRVing.com. They're kind of like the, the the figurehead, if you will, the right. information source. Uh, how to learn how to back your trailer up. Uh, what kind of RV trailer? Do you want an RV? You want a Class A, Class B, Class C? What do you want to do <laughs> with it? You know, once you can find all that stuff out, that website helps you get there. I right. know, Nick, you got five dogs. Where are you going to put them? Right. Yeah, in the trailer in the back. No, you can't do that. You have to have them in the truck no, with you. you. I know. It's funny you say that. My daughter just asked me that this last week. She's all, hey, Dad. And she's 12, my daughter, Megan. She said, Dad, that RV, because I showed her one of the, the TV segments that I did on, on one of these RVs, these travel trailers. And um, she said, Dad, well, I can just roll in the back, right? And I was like, no, that's actually a yes, come on. Yeah. Sta- stand by, Mike. We're going we're gonna to pick, pick this up in a minute. More to come. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. A locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is America's car radio show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone and smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Oil Filter Anthony. 
or whatever his name is, and uh, as well as Mike Cadell on the phone. He is the other half of our auto expert. Uh, Mike, you uh, recently had a Cadillac CT4V out of the uh, fleet to test drive and uh, probably thrilled the pants off of your son, Tyler, because his generation may not get to experience such great power since we are destined to go all electric with our vehicles. Andy, I want you to hear me clearly on this. Okay. One of my favorite vehicles I have driven ever. Really? I, guys, I, I was not expecting to have a Cadillac that I, re- like, there are only a couple cars in life that I can say, when I drove it for the first time, I made a ridiculously bad choice and went out and bought it. Uh, one was a BMW M3, uh, and it was it was an older one, so I bought it used. I bought a brand-new Audi A7 in 2012 when they debuted it. That's the year it was debuted. I test drove it when I was working with NADA guys and immediately went and put an order, and as soon as it came in, I was the, the crazy young guy spending way too much money on a car, and this is one in that color. So I had this electric blue, um, more than 400 horsepower. This thing was just so much fun to drive. Um, when you put it in, so it has electronically controlled driving modes, and, and when you put it in the high-performance track mode, it disengages traction control, it tightens the steering, tightens the suspension, opens up the exhaust, um, change the, changes the way it shifts, and it just becomes this fire-breathing dragon. And it was so fun to be able to experience that with my 14-year-old son who gets his, his driver's permit. Uh, here in four weeks, um, we both have this, we did this video together. It's the first video I've done with my son. And Nick, you're right. Like, he will be thinking about this car in 10 years from now to buy one used, going, man, I will have the coolest car on the block. And it was so much fun to drive. Really enjoyed it. And I have nothing but kudos for those at Cadillac to build a vehicle like this. I just don't know where you go with electrification after having driven this. Yeah, Mike, that video, which is up on YouTube now on your guys' channel, my favorite part of that whole video is towards the end when you guys are are beginning to sort of kind of wrap it up and you get on it for him on the track or wherever you guys were at, and he kind of shifts back in his seat because of the the power, and you just (laughs) see the smile that's so genuine. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and Andy, you're so right. What's beautiful about, you know, kid, he's 14, right? Kids are innocent. They don't, they don't understand or have any, any true meaning for what, and my dad hates it when I use the term real world because we're living in the real world, but they don't have an understanding for, like, what it means to be an adult, right? They're so, un, they're, they're unabated, unchanged, unapologetic, love the visceral look in his face of excitement. Like, he's just like, wow, this is cool. So it was a great car. Starts at about $69,000. It is their high-performance version. This one is the Blackwing, uh, which my son really thought was the coolest part of it. It's not only a uh, CT4V, but it's the Blackwing edition, which means it has carbon fiber black spoiler on the rear, carbon fiber all laced on the interior, including the steering wheel. It just was so cool. Nick, I know you had so much exposure to Cadillacs. This was not your grandpa's Cadillac. (laughs) 
it's an interesting thing that you bring up because um, Cadillac for so many years tried to reinvent themselves, tried to get away from the cobwebs, tried to become a company which, you know, their DNA was not back in the 1960s where they were this big jalopy company. They had reinvented themselves, but they were trying to shed that shell of this sort of old luxury boat style sedan cars and trying to refresh their image. And, and Acura some, somehow did the, with trying to do the same thing and trying to show people that they were this sort of sporty, um, they had built great cars. And they finally did it with these new generations of sedans. But are they too late to save themselves? And that's the question. Uh, you know, the sedan is somewhat uh, dead in America. The, the sedan sales are fallen. Nobody really cares about them anymore. Is this too little too late? Nick, so here's why what you said is 100% true, is that if you look at the statistical data for the vast majority of Americans, a spouse will make the decision on a vehicle. So in my case, my wife has a big gavel that she carries when it comes to the vehicles that we, we choose to buy. Whether a, a high-performance sports sedan like the CT4V is for those that may have a little extra coin in the bank that can uh, afford a, a car like that. So if I'm commuting from here to downtown Nashville every day, that CT4V would be an incredible vehicle for me to have, but what if I got to pick the kids up from practice, right? There's, there's, there's no room necessarily in the back. So that means your buyer is going to be slightly older with that vehicle. Um, but there's a place for it. And I think what they did with that car, you know, the color, the look, the feel, the handling, the performance, it's a reminder that cars can be incredibly fun to drive. I'll close on one quick note. The auto industry goes in cycles. For a few, for 10 years, it'll be BMW, the ultimate driving machine with their vehicles, and they're amazing. And then they want to get back more into luxury, then, then Mercedes will take over. And then they want to get more into performance, but Ford's there, and Ford's like, hey, wait, wait, don't, don't forget us, guys. We got the Mustang. And, and I think Cadillac's going through that right now. They've got the Celestic and the Lyric that are both electrified. General Motors has an aggressive electric portfolio. I think they're, you're going to see this performance carry over to their electrification platforms. And the, the biggest question, of course, is with these vehicles is, are they going to sell them enough to make them worthwhile making? I mean, that's the, you know, they're, they're unquestionably great vehicles, but do they sell enough of them to make them worthwhile? Um, and that's the, that's the question. Uh, I think they are great, but I'm not sure. Uh, and who knows? There is also this question about millennials um, and, and the Generation Zs and, and the new kids upcoming who will out by the way they will outpace all of the people currently owning driver's license there will be more new driver's license owners in the next 10 years than people who currently own driver's licenses and and which is absolutely phenomenal when you think about it because there are so many people who are going to be owning driver's licenses soon and they don't want to have drivers they don't want to drive what their parents drive which is statistically suvs um, because they don't want to have the same thing as their parents had just the same way as as we don't want to drive what our parents drove 
And so ultimately, does the sedan and have a, another lease of life, which is interesting? Um, I think, Vic, I, I will keep it really short. I think, although my son is cut from the same cloth as his dad and loves cars, I think his generation is going to surprise us. He is online watching Koenigan videos. He loves JDM vehicles, uh, JDM, J- Japanese-based vehicles, so Nissan, Infinity, Subaru, high-performance. Like, he is 100% into the Nissan GTR. I think their generation is going to surprise us. I think they're going to be less about electric, uh, and I think they're going to be more about old-school, high-performance, like, cool cars. Yeah, I also think, though, too, that uh, your son is slightly different from most kids today. I think he is a a gearhead, and I think 99% of kids growing up today just uh, think about cars from getting A to B. So I, I love his generation. I love him more than I, more than most people uh, into transportation. Whereas I think they just uh, they're just worried about how they get there and their cell phones rather than what they get there in. Um, Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Don't ever say that again on radio ever. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I think it's true. Uh, I think it's true. Um, also, you have uh, you you've had some fun this week in the uh, in the Corvette uh, ZL uh, one uh, ZLT, right? Yeah, ZLT with the Z fifty one package again a General Motors product, so two GM products back to back. I sense a shift in the industry right now. I sense a shift. Uh, this is the second time I've had a C eight to drive. Um, I think that vehicle pound for pound is one of the most amazing high-performance, exotic American cars on the road. It for, for for starting with a starting price in the 60s, I think that this vehicle is so incredible. No matter where I go in the C8, people stop me. They want to talk about it. They want to take pictures of it. This one that I have is in like a dark brown sienna color. Uh, so it's not your traditional, like, scream at me, electric blue, like the Cadillac CT4. And I think it's just amazing. Just incredible horsepower, incredible torque. You have to be careful driving this vehicle. Sexy, beautiful, sophisticated, classic. Um, there's There are only so many really cool adjectives I can use to describe this vehicle. Yeah. Uh- it's still, I think, the best-selling vehicle in the United States right now, the hottest-selling vehicle on lots. It has the shortest time sitting on a dealer lot and still, I think, the most sought-after vehicle um, in the United States. So it's the uh, the one that uh, you will find the hardest time uh, or you, you will have the hardest time finding, um, um, especially during COVID. So, uh, Mike, it's always an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for spending two segments with us today. You can see Mike's video, including the Grand uh, Wagoneer, which is on OurAutoExpert.com, and watch all his videos. We will be right back after this. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast available 24-7 at Our Auto Expert website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, the show is with me, Nick Miles, Automatic Andy, and of course, if 
filter, oil filter, oil filter <laughs> brain filter, Anthony. So you said this is the best eight minutes of the show? I, I'm responsible. Yeah. I, I'm, I say that respectfully. Okay, you're respectfully responsible. Yeah, because it's you give me a time to shine. You do? I do? So, so give me the light bulb, baby. Okay, this is radio, <laughs> right? Yes. So I'm audibly shining. Or audibly shining. <laughs> All right, well, why didn't you audibly shine? Because today you get to tell us all about the brand new 2022 Toyota Corolla Cross XLE. Go Automatic Andy. Deep breath. So when I first got in the car, let me let me backtrack. When I when I look at a car, I look at it with both eyes and I walk around it. <laughs> As we do, all do. And I, I do the kick the tire thing because I feel like you're supposed to. I don't know what that means. But so far, all the tires have bounced back, which is very satisfying. So when I got in the car, the first thing that I noticed was that Toyota said, you know what corner we're not going to cut today? Elegance. And when I sat in it, I felt like not just supported in my lumbars and my sacred iliacs, but emotionally. Like it kind of helped me validate some of the decisions I've been making. It sat down and the cross said, you know what, Auto Andy, you're right do that thing you wanted to do. So I appreciated about that. I don't know how you did that, Toyota, but hats off wait, to you. Wait, wait. What are some of the decisions you've been making that this car supported? Like to not eat cheese. All right. It said don't do that. The car that helped me not eat cheese, the Toyota Corolla Cross. It does a lot more I than... I feel like there's an ad in there somewhere, <laughs> like a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Toyota, let's talk. There's some room left on the half halftime show with Dr. Dre. Um, when I sat in it, Nick, it has the soft text trimmed seating and boy, is it text and soft at the same time. And Nick, there's multiple positionals in the way you can sit. Like it raised specifically my butt up, but not my head. You do that math. And I got to get really close up to the steering wheel. I kind of drive like a, like a cool grandpa, like with one hand on the wheel and seat backed a little bit, but all the way forward. And I was able to do that in the Corolla. Okay. Um, there is a, a generous sized infotainment center. It's seven inches, which is plenty. And it's the mid MID screen. And it, it, I like it, Nick, because you can touch the screen and it has like 10 buttons. All right. I only pressed like three of them, but I had the option for seven more. And okay. It was, I like being able to touch things and push buttons, especially yours. Because I, I know what buttons to push. All girls from Hood River. There you go. <laughs> All girls from Hood. Are they considered Mount yeah. Hood rats? Ooh. <laughs> typically, yeah. This one's no. Okay, no. That's this, good. Yeah, I found the non-Hood rat of the only one in Hood River. Nice. Does she have pigtails? Braids. Yeah. No, yeah. pigtails, that's... No. That's, French, that's, French braids? That's Gresham. Yes. How'd you know? I just had a feeling. You, They're so in this week. Dual French braids. Dual... <laughs> Because uh -huh. I'm, nor I'm Norse. Anyway, um, so the buttons and the touchscreen is happy to me. Uh, the one, it, the XLE starts at $26,000, but we had the one that was a lot more. And I know that because when I get these cars to sit in, I like to go to the manufacturer website and build one and see, like, is it the one that we have or how would I build it different? Yeah. And the one that we have, like, literally has everything. Like, the check all button on the top. It's, yeah. It just has all of that. Okay. You get 
um, ambient lighting. Yes. Nick, there's a blind spot monitor. Okay. There's a rear cross traffic alert with braking assist. Okay. So I didn't have to slam on the brakes. The car just said stop. There's a nine speaker JBL audio package, which was more than adequate for boom, my boom. for my boom, car boom. concerts. Boom boom. Yeah. Boom boom. I sang so hard. By the hard. way, um, oil filter. I <laughs> I I've been sitting in the studio working, and I know when he comes in because I can hear him in the street. Mm-hmm. Boom boom. Boom boom. Yeah. Boom boom. I have a concert. It's like a concert coming down the road. I sing. Well, I can't hear that, thank goodness. Yeah, a lot of Whitney Houston. There's a moonroof. Ah, I've got a video of you singing Whitney Houston yeah, or do. groaning, holding an armful of laundry. Holding but, my but underwear. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, there's all-wheel drive. Did you know? Uh, now I do because you're telling me. And I'm not, I don't really know what this means, but the adaptive front lighting system and auto-leveling was an option that we have. Yeah. So it just auto-levels. Do you know what auto-leveling does? If you tow no. something... Because you put weight on the bag, it pushes the front up when you tow, but oh. it auto levels the headlights. I think that kicked in when I got in. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. Because um, you off balance the headlights. Yeah, I threw it off kilter. Yeah. Okay. So there's for not being electric, Nick. It gets outstanding fuel coverage. It's oh. 32 mile estimated 32 mpg fuel economy. Oh, oh, oh fuel economy yeah. coverage doesn't work, does no. it? Okay. That's what the, you do when you lie on the girl from Hood River. I did. I did do that. I bebopped around in it all week, and it still looks like it's on full. Yeah? Because there's, there's a lot of economy yes. in it, not uh, coverage. Fuel economy is good. Yeah. It took um, stability and ride comfort up a notch because there is an available that we have, multi-link rear suspension, yes. and it helps optimize... The ride quality and handling performance. Just to let you know, there's no such thing as single link rear suspension. So multi-link anyway. I, I, I knew that. You okay. got to have multis. Okay. Um, but they're always multi-link rear suspension. I'm just being funny now. Oh, uh, so you don't get okay? Do you yeah. get like five? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I definitely tested the handling and performance out. It goes, it goes around. It handles corners and and goes around them like I handle buffets. Forty-five seconds. Okay, and then the last thing, um, if I had a wife or kid, if I had a wife or kids, or a wife and kids, or kids, yeah, <laughs> I would. If you had kids and no wife. That's that could have been an option in 2018. Okay, uh, <laughs> did it come with your car? <laughs> yeah, it would have absolutely. Um, but so if I had a family or kids, I'd probably buy two. Why? Because I. That's why I don't have kids, man. I'm selfish. Like I can't. I need to have my own car to have a concert in, not one that has. Cheerios. Why can your wife have one? She can have that with right. the kiddos. Right. So why would you just buy one? Because I want my own. Stumped you. I win. Uh, thank you for your review, Andrew. Yeah. All right. That's Automatic Andy. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Our auto expert is on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages. Our auto expert, you uh, all you have to do is ask us that question and Automatic Andy will automatically 
answer it. Our auto expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, with Automatic Andy and Oil Filter Anthony. That's it, man. That's uh, set, set, set in oil stone. Filter Anthony? Yeah, no, that's it. Yikes. Uh, joining us is Anton Wallman. He's an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff uh, right on the interwebs at uh, uh, Seeking Alpha. Um, Anton, it's uh, uh, there seems to be an awful lot of stuff going on uh, right now on the interwebs. And, of course, you're the man in the middle of it. Uh, Tesla reporting financial results for the fourth quarter, finally, in response to stock trading, which was down an awful lot this week. I watched it drop live around 10%. So uh, what are the reasons for that big drop? Well, so there are a couple of backdrops here, Nick, and uh, one of them is simply that when Tesla is trading, any stock is trading at such a lofty valuation with multiples on earnings and future sales and any metric of which you could possibly conceive being so sky high, so multiple decimal points ahead of any of the larger established companies, then simply, Nick, there's no room for error. What you have to do is that you have to beat absolutely every kind every vector of expectation that is out there and not make any mistakes and the reason that tesla traded down around in the ballpark of about 10 percent following this earnings report for the fourth quarter of 2021 here that just came out a couple of days ago nick is that uh, they certainly didn't deliver on a clock clean set of expectations most specifically, they basically said that all future products are delayed. So the semi-truck, which was supposed to ship, you know, in 2019, <laughs> and uh, you have the the Roadster 2.0 that was supposed to be delivered in 2020. Those are none to be seen anywhere. The Cybertruck, forget about it. That thing came, you know, was shown in 2019. It was going to be shipping in 2021. Well, it's not happening in uh, you know, into 2022 either now. So we're looking sometime well into 2023 for that one. So uh, product by product. And also there had been plenty of rumors to the effect that Tesla was going to be working on a $25,000 car. Uh, and um, Elon Musk said straight out on the call that they're not working on any such thing. They're basically focused on their existing products. And what that really means here, Nick, is that the new two factories that will be opening up here in just a few short months from now, a couple of months from now, in Berlin, or at least a little bit outside of Berlin, and um, next to the Austin, Texas airport, uh, those will be producing from the get-go. Both of them will be producing the Model Y. So Tesla's essentially sole incremental focus for 2022 is going to be to expand product production massively of the model y with these two new factories in germany and in texas so ultimately um, there's no reason to see tesla uh, flourish their stocks to get bigger because new product is going to be really limited to this weird guy in the white leotard well yeah so a couple of things here nick tesla's done a terrific job here in 2021 especially in the second half or last four months in particular, to be really precise, of 2021, in actually being able to produce a lot of cars. You may notice that so many of the other automakers had had supply shortages that were mostly driven by shortages, shortages of certain semiconductors. And Tesla 
has managed to not had any have any such um, uh, delays in their production. Tesla was very, very good at rewriting software for all sorts of other semiconductors that they were able to get their hands on and substitute these products, whereas traditional automakers it really were caught pretty lead-footed and couldn't rewrite software. They simply didn't have the imagination to go out and say, hey, you know, these chips are finished. Let's go out and figure out other chips that if we just write this new, different software to them, we can use them instead. So Tesla did just an absolutely superb job for the last four or five months of 2021 and was able, therefore, to jack up volumes very highly. And this discrepancy versus some of the other or most of the other automakers could last well into 2022 and that Tesla could simply be able to produce full automobiles with all the semiconductors, whereas other automakers are heavily constrained. So that is going to be Tesla's chance to do better in 2022, but it will come in the form of existing products, namely almost all of it will be incrementally the Model Y. All these other fancy new products, Cybertruck, Semi-Truck, Roadster 2.0, a $25,000 car, whatever it may be, all of those things, forget about it for the next year. Those are will happen sometime in 2023 or later. So uh, really, what about the Plaid? Is that, uh, is that still on for now? Or are they going to make more of those? Uh, or are they? Uh... Well, so the Plaid versions of the Model S and the Model X uh, did come out about half a year ago in, initially. And, you know, th- those cars are for very extreme enthusiasts, Nick. I mean, the number of people that are willing to fork over, I forget what the price is of those, but they're in the general ballpark of about $150,000. Uh, and with, with that, the yoke steering wheel, you know, those products are halo products for the the, the, the most religious of fanboys who, you know, want the bragging rights of the fastest zero to 60 uh, and that's all nice and well, but you know that the air gets pretty thin up there, Nick. Uh, there aren't all that many people who are gonna want to pay 150 grand or whatever it is precisely for that type of a joyride. Most people want something that's a more practical and b more affordable. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to uh, this. What I referenced earlier on, this sort of uh, this leotard uh, thing that they they are going to work on this robot, or what's the story behind this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely crazy, Nick, uh, because uh, they, they showed, it was about a year ago now that they had this uh, dog and pony show where they said, well, we're going to have this robot, and, he, and, he, and the, the demo was actually an actual person, a human being, that was dressed up in a white leotard that was dancing on stage. I mean, seriously, I mean, this is a practical joke. I mean, are they in on the joke, or are they just doing this to see how many people actually took this thing seriously so tesla has famously been saying now for over a half a decade in a row every single year elon musk has proclaimed that we're going to have full self-driving here coming up within a within a year and of course it's never happened there is no full self-driving anything happening uh, there and it won't happen this year either and yet something that is so dramatically far more difficult even than that, which is to say replicating a human being, uh, you know, is going to somehow be ready also within the next year or so. I mean, the, the proposition is ridiculous. I, I'm sort of wondering uh, if they're just doing this uh, as, as a big joke so that they see who, who, is, who, is, who actually has 
has the gall to actually pretend to believe them on this. I, I think this is a bit crazy, Nick. Uh, let's talk about some of the other car companies. We heard from uh, Kia this week. They said that uh, they they just priced out the uh, the brand new uh, EV6. Uh, it seems to be pretty reasonable, um, starting in the low forty thousand dollar range before uh, tax credits. Um, that's going to make it probably one of the most reasonably priced new members of the electric family in the United States. Um, And they also said they will have 11 new all-electric vehicles worldwide before 2026. That's quite a commitment from them. All of the automakers are on a similar trajectory, Nick. But in terms of delivering stuff to showrooms today, uh, I'm here in Europe right now, and I'm certainly seeing a bunch of Kia EV6 is on the street, uh, same thing with the Hyundai Ioniq 5, and many of these other things that are selling in good volume now over here in Europe, like the Audi e-tron Q4. And of course, the big cities here in Europe are just absolutely littered with Porsche Taycans. The regular Porsche Taycan that is already on sale in the U.S., the station wagon version, the lifted station wagon version of the Porsche Taycan. I mean, good Lord, these things are absolutely taking over the high end of the EV market. And uh, so, but in terms of delivering on the on the specs, Nick, in terms of the charging speed and the combination of range and all the good stuff for a most reasonable price. I mean, the Hyundai Kia Duo here of the um, Kia EV6 and the Hyundai Ioniq 5, you, you must say that they are pretty much in pole position in the market today because where else other than with a Porsche Taycan and the Audi e-tron GT can you get 800 volts charging yeah. and unlike uh, Porsche and Audi you're getting it at a starting price of like forty one, forty two thousand dollars Yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible. I mean they're saying 18 minutes uh, to get uh, that uh, charge um, I think it's uh, on on the full the full charge on 18 minutes or 80 percent charge in 18 minutes. Yeah, it's 80 percent in 18 minutes. I mean, keep in mind that that is the, the sun is shining and the precisely yeah. the right uh, angle and all that. But nevertheless, at the end of the day, it's faster and better than anything that's out there on Apple's Apple's basis. And uh, you just gotta applaud these guys for delivering on very unique, beautiful designs and just very practical. And uh, uh, there's lots to be said for these vehicles, Nick. Yeah, it's uh, it's only up from here. Uh, where does the next chapter go in any of these electric stories? Who's next with their big uh, the big unveils? Well, I'm still you know when we're talking about the North American centric market, Nick, it's so pickup truck heavy. Yeah. You have to say that still the GMC Hummer is a halo product like almost nothing else. The Ford F one fifty Lightning is an iconic product, pretty much like unlike anything else. I have to say that if you're talking about bringing attention to the masses for full electric, those two vehicles, Nick, will make a bigger mark in calendar year 2022 than anything else on the road, not because they uh, are more important in terms of a global impact, but in terms of bringing attention to it, especially in the North American market, that's where the game is. Anton Warman, independent analyst and investor, read the majority of his stuff at the street or at Seeking Alpha. This is our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert, over 17,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast. Many more stream it. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio podcast, uh, Apple, uh, also Pandora app, uh, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. 
Thank you to those listeners who download us every week and listen to us. Uh, and thank you to Automatic Andy and uh, Carburetor um, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Oxygen sensor Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> it really just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah anything does. really. You know, uh, I didn't... Crankshaft I, I, Anthony. Ooh, that's a good one. You can just be Crankshaft for short. Crank. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Crank? Uh, <laughs> you know, Nick, I, crank, I have to... I have crankany. To oh, Crankany. Yeah, there you go. That's your Grisham name, too. <laughs> um, I have a confession to make to you. Uh. I wholeheartedly didn't believe you that our auto expert has 24 hours of automotive entertainment. And... I've been looking at the website for like six months, and I'm not even out of <laughs> nonstop. Yet. Like, just yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't even got out of 2018 yet. Like, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, there's, there's a lot so there. much. Um, we have a, a catalog which you can't get to um, unless you know the secret way to get to it of all of our videos. I do, and <laughs> and uh, there's a TV network. Uh, it's the second largest TV network in the in the country. Uh, asked if we had videos that they could access. To uh, to use on TV, <laughs> yeah, and we gave it to them, and they're like, "There are 350 TV segments here that we could use." And I'm like, "Yeah, they're like, we have a we have a year's worth of TV stuff we could play, like, you know, just like one every day mm-hmm. at least." And I said, "Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's not even the 2020s, yeah, 22s." I, by the time you get through them playing one every day, we'd have enough for you to play, you mm-hmm. know, one every day for the next year. So shh and play them. Yeah, Shush. you can buy all of them. Yeah, I know, right? I'm proud of you for that. Oh yeah, and I'm sorry I doubted you. Thank you. <laughs> Reaffirmation. There's so many stories. There's there so is. many words. This there is, I've, and you, I've gotten so much smarter. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, we we were. You know, this week I went and saw the reveal of the new Toyota Sequoia. Down. That was some cool pictures you sent. I really like it. I do. The trouble is when I go to the reveals of these new vehicles, I want to buy one. And then, you know, like a week later, I see another one. I want to buy those. Yeah, and you wonder why your house looks like a, a car garage. lot. Yeah, yeah a car lot. Because <laughs> I'm weak. Uh, Ford just built their 40 millionth F-Series uh, pickup truck, celebrating a milestone of building their 40 millionth truck. Uh, it's also a long live the F-Series. That means everything from the F-150 all the way up to the f I think 750 is the largest one they build. Uh, pickup series. Uh, the company introduced the, the nameplate back in 1948. Do you remember that? Oh, that's, that's when, wasn't that when Babe Ruth was doing his thing? I made Babe Ruth. Sports. I don't know anything about sports, even though I am an anchor on Fox Sports. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wear my Fox Sports jacket anymore in public because I'd be walking through an airport and people would recognize me and they would like, you know, there'd be guys there with their, like, kids. I mean, adult kids, you know, and they yeah. would run with their kids. They, they'd have, like, bag. They'd be going to some sports high school or college tournament, and they'd be running down the the, the airport concourse after me. God, it's the anchor. It's the guy, Nick Miles from Fox Sports. And they'd go running down after me, the whole family, and they'd be, like, carrying, like, baseball um, kit bags. And they'd go, Nick, Nick, Nick. And they'd run after me, and they go, why did so-and-so trade so-and-so to this team? And I'd be like, you're asking the wrong guy. I know nothing about sports. Oh, man. No, I just said something stupid because they didn't. They, he didn't get enough corn dogs in his contract. Yeah. I'd be like, you should ask. I don't even know who the sports <laughs> are. I'm the automotive guy. I know about cars. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, 40 millionth. That's a lot. Is that I, like with a I TH? Should, I should probably write, yeah, 40 millionth. I should ask what they are, uh, how long they go around the world back to back. If you put them in, you know, put them together, bumper mm-hmm. to bumper, how many times around the world would they go? Ooh. Yeah. So oh, now you have, no, you, dude. You, I'm going to do it. The trouble is every F series truck is different a different size. Yeah, different length. So you'd have to do an average of how long an F series is by average. Okay. And then they sell different amounts of each one. So it would be really hard to calculate it. No way, I got this. Uh, as you work this out, I'm telling you, it's not easy because you'll have to work out how many F750s versus how many F150s they make. Um, Ford have come up with a new, this is an, uh, this is my favorite story of the week, and I want to own one of these, a new Bronco. A new Bronco came out this week. You know about the Bronco Raptor. We all know about that, but most people missed this story. Can you, do you know what version of the new Bronco came out? Have any of you read this story? Yeah. You've I read know, it? I know what it is. Do you know what it is, Anthony? I did take a peek ahead, so uh, I, I'm aware now. Coming into today's <laughs> show, no idea. No idea. It seems bizarre that they came out with a Pope Francis <laughs> first edition uh, Bronco. <laughs> I mean, who? Uh, it makes sense now you know why it's donated. They're donating all the proceeds to the homeless. The fight against homelessness, I guess, not to the homeless, but the fight against homelessness for Pope John Paul II uh, for his visit um, in early October 1979, Ford created a bespoke 1980 Bronco XLT that opened uh, in the rear to the the facility inside the vehicle uh, for his, um, his holiness. And now in 2021, they're doing a Bronco first edition that doesn't uh, have you know, stairs into the back like the uh, like its ancestors, but it's it still pays a tribute to the second generation based vehicle. And at the same time, it represents, you know, gives a nod to that original 1966 Bronco. It's available on the current Bronco trim level. Uh, it has Wimbledon white finish that matches the Bronco from 1956, um, that one, but has this nice retro flavor of the steel wheels, and it has the front upper uh, Bronco modular metal bumper and grille and is finished in that iconic silver, um, but it has that red trim around it, and all proceeds will go to fight homelessness. I look at this vehicle, and it looks kind of cool, and you could drive around and, you know, do the Pope wave to people. I'm give sermons. Yeah, oh, give yeah. sermons. I, I bet the one they give them is bulletproof. You know, Toyota heading to the moon with a cruiser robotic arm uh, on their vehicles. Uh, this Toyota is working with the Japanese space agency on a vehicle to explore the lunar surface uh, with ambitions to help people live on the moon by 2040 and then go uh, live on Mars. The company's official uh, said on Friday that uh, the vehicle is developed with this, the Japanese space agency. Uh, it's called the Lunar Cruiser. Um, I actually asked Toyota if I could give them a list of people that uh, could go with them on that first uh, trip to the moon. Me. There's no return ticket, though. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm up there. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first guy to moonwalk on the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the no coming back part? Uh, you, you can have all my magic cards. It's fine. Yeah, yeah I know that's not true. <laughs> I'll take them with me. He's got about uh, four or five million dollars worth of magic cards. That's very easy. At yeah. least. Yeah. That's a guy that's into cars and owns magic cards. 
There's an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's more shows at ourautoexpert.com. You can listen to past shows. You can see all our videos from TV around the country, from morning shows, from our Fox Sports shows. You can also read some great stories on the website, ourautoexpert.com. We'll be back next week. We're here 24-7, though, on the website. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.